So I'm gonna start this off with just one simple question. Who is Ryder? Better yet, Ryder, don't forget the Van Gogh as he let us know during the interview. So before I sat down with him, I would definitely say that this was someone who I did not really know, did not know what he was passionate about, did not know what he loved to do. Could not even tell you too much about him other than what I saw on social media and heard via word of mouth. However, after sitting down, after being able to pick his brain for quite some time, man, my mind is blown, perspective has shifted, and I'm very excited, not only for him and what he has coming, but also for y'all to be able to see it. And for those of y'all who do know him and have tapped in with him in the past and currently, I'm excited because you'll definitely see a different side. He definitely took a deeper dive into some of the things that he has going on, how being involved in the entrepreneurship sector early on has really propelled him into what he wants to do now. Even talked about some significance behind the date, November 11th, so that is coming within the next week or so, so you definitely should be on the lookout for that. And all in all, he really just talked about his background, how he came up, how he thinks, how he operates, how he moves, and you know how that has really shifted a lot when it comes to his art and how he presents himself to the people. So without further ado, enjoy episode 113, All About Aesthetic. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turn. Man, I got to I gotta give a big shout out to my boy Cam Sykes with this one, man. Big shout out to only Ohana, keeping it in the family. Um, not only has, has he been doing his thing, man, from dropping the ebook to just dropping the most fire products and just and just going crazy, man. So a big shout out to all his supporters and everything. But he's the reason why I'm sitting across from Ryder right now, man. Ryder actually kind of hit me up and showed me love and told me that he was actually tapped into the podcast longer than I knew, longer than I realized and, and everything like that and i was actually even telling him that i came across some of his content on ig just from reposts just from seeing his name tag and different things like that so this this was fate this was really supposed to happen like that but he was telling me how he was roommates with Cam, tapped in with the episode and really kind of, you know, resonated with the platform and kept going from there. So I, I was even telling him before we started this that I love that. I love the fact that so many people get introduced and end up on this podcast sometimes in so many different ways, whether it be word of mouth, whether it be a friend of a friend or relative, whether they just saw a repost, whether, you know, they just took a shot in the dark and shot their shot at me, whether I shot my shot at them, whatever the case may be. But the fact that, you know, it can come from so many different avenues is one, what keeps me on my toes, but two, it's what I love is is really the fact that, you know, I can sit down with people who I don't know, who we even went to the same school, but not necessarily always interact. We could have been around each other, probably been in a lot of the same rooms and didn't even realize it. But still like mine is still can tap in now and still be doing the thing, man. So very excited to be sitting down to pick his brain today for him to even reveal some of the things that he has upcoming because he's very excited himself for some things that he's about to drop. So, bro, how you doing today? How's everything on your end? Man, I'm blessed. Um, and it's your boy Ryder. Don't forget the Van Gogh. You know what I'm saying? Right wrongs dropping October 28th. Um, and then we got something special coming pretty soon after that. And I'm sure we'll get into that later. But um, yeah, man, I'm blessed. I'm grateful. Um, shout out to you for having me on Down to Business. Uh, like you already mentioned, I mean, I've been watching this podcast for a while, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, as an artist, um, which those two kind of go hand in hand now. But I love this platform because you have such a wide array of people that come on here, tell their stories, and it's not only inspirational, but it's also dope that you have a platform for, you know, up and coming individuals in a space where, you know, everything is so brand heavy. Like people might not wear their homies brand because it's not Gucci or it's not Dior, but the fact that you're having those brands on here and giving them a platform to grow is, is beautiful, man. So, so I'm just, I'm grateful to be here. 
Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Like you said, the brand. I'm going to rep my boys, my gals, any way that I can. So big shout out to Quan J. Shout out Quan, man. Yeah, big shout out to Quan, man, doing his thing as well. So one, you kind of already started getting into it, which I love. But for the people out there who may know you, may not know you, may know me, may not know me. Can you one, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? And then can you two just tell us what brings you on the Down to Business podcast today? Yeah, for sure. Um, Appreciate the runway. So a little bit about me. Uh, my name is Ryder Van Gogh, uh, artist out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, you know what I'm saying? My music is extremely wavy, very dope. Uh, my inspirations are ASAP Rocky, uh, Russ, um, J. Cole, Drake, obviously. Um, and then really just other people that I see up and coming, grinding, working hard, people like Junie. Um, people, you know, very unique. Deucey Gold is another one of my brothers that I look to very closely. Um, but I mean, you know, my music tells a story, you know, I, I, I definitely take pride in the authenticity of my music. I take pride in, um, the things that I'm talking about, um, and my ability to essentially bring you into my world. Right. Um, and, and let you know experiences that I've been through and how I've grown and whether that be in, the typical rapper sense of, you know, everybody was hating on me. Now I'm doing hot shit. You know what I'm saying? Or if it's, you know, I was in a relationship and I was done wrong in the relationship and here's how I'm moving now, or here's how I'm going to make sure that never happens again. Um, but my goal is ultimately to be, you know, an artist that uh, resonates with people and that people listen to, not necessarily just to get turned up, you know what I'm saying? But to really be like, damn, like, okay, maybe this dude can relate to me. You know, I like, I like what he's saying here. I went through a similar situation. Um, that's a little bit about me. Um, and uh, yeah, a little intro. I think it's amazing that, you know, you never really know what people resonate with, which you can say, like you said, you can drop, I can drop a thousand episodes, but somebody resonated with the 200 one. I can drop 10 episodes. Somebody resonated with the first one. Somebody resonated with all 10. Somebody resonated with that absolute last one, but it's so beautiful. You know, when, we can, like you said, you speak from authenticity, you speak from experience and things like that. And there are people out there who relate, who can go through it, who you, I was even talking when I was interviewing my man, Mason, who came on here, he was pretty much saying how people were reaching out to him and some of the messages that he was just putting it out there about things that just came to him, things that were just happening in life. People were resonating with people have been experiencing this for years or back then. And this is just a message that they needed. This is something that they needed to hear for them to really propel and get them, get their feedback on the ground and, and running. So the fact yeah. that, you know, you really stick to your true colors, morals, everything like that, bro, that's so important. And it'll really, sometimes it, it won't really feel like it, but that'll take you miles and miles longer when it's all yeah. said. Because like you said, you don't want it to just be, oh, everybody hear the music, the beast just knocking, the 808's going crazy. They just turning up. They're not really hearing the story or the message behind it or what you want to convey. Because yeah, the inspirations that you name, they tell stories, man. Their music definitely has a lot of different elements to it from ASAP. ASAP was somebody who, when I originally first started listening to him when I was very young, probably like middle high school days, it was just like, this is different. Like, this is not your shoot em up, bang, bang, just the, the beats. Or the, it's, it's, he going to have some crazy beats on it, the LSD type things. Like, just, yeah. like, you know, it, it just makes you think. But when you really listen to what he's talking about, when you really listen to the creativity and, the, and how he embodies so many different styles of work just in his genre specifically, man, it's beautiful. So I, I love that a lot. But 
you also spoke to the up and coming crowd. So what is what is it really like, man, being in that up and coming crowd, being in a city like Raleigh, North Carolina, having to work hard, seeing artists, you know, sometimes overnight sensations, sometimes people who may not stick to that authentic track and, and different things like that. What type of motivations do you get from knowing that, you know, there are other people out here working just as hard as you? There are other people out here that you can look to and be motivated by just the same. Yeah, um, well, that's a great way that you asked that. And um I kind of took it as, you know, what is it what is it like to be somebody who's trying to, you know, pave their own way in a space where everybody, it seems like these days is trying to do something of that same cloth. Is that is that kind of what you mean by that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, the answer to that question, I mean, I it, it's like being a hidden figure. Right. You know, it's it's uh, you know, I, I feel like I've been adding value to my community, um, whether it be through, you know, being a part of charitable organizations whether it be through entrepreneurship, right? Um, I was, you know, I started a clothing brand when I was 19 years old. And through that clothing brand, I, I inspired hundreds of people to go out and, you know, chase their dreams and, and start brands. And still to this day, you know, people reach out to me all the time, like, yo, like, I remember Ryder brand, man, like that was a huge, you know, play into, you know, what made me start my business. And, um, you know, obviously not taking credit, you know, because it, it takes discipline and it takes a lot of work to get something off the ground. But a lot of times you need to see somebody else doing it to believe that you can do it. Right. And so, you know, I haven't always been successful in business. Um, I feel like in in order to be successful, you've got to fail because you've got to know what not to do. Um, and so, you know, I've learned a lot from my losses. And I think, you know, uh, even though I fail very gracefully and people may not notice that it's a fail, uh, I think people have also been able to learn a lot from that. And so now um, music is such a unique place to be in because you see nowadays a lot of brands are carrying messages, right? Like, you know, only Ohana talks a lot about family and staying connected and each brand represents something else, some slogan, some mantra that they live by. And I feel like hip hop is the only space where every song, it has a title, just like every collection, every clothing drop has a title, right? But each, that title of that song contains thousands more words or hundreds more words that put you in a, a specific space. And if you're a good artist, every song should be a story. So, you know, if you're constantly telling stories and, 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 and you have that, that, um, that platform to be able to speak it, it's something that can be the most influential thing um, and, and the most powerful thing that you can do. Um, and so I just feel like what I, what I want to do now is, and the impact that I feel like I can have is with the brand, I was able to take the mantra a long way and, and build clothes around that and see people in clothes and inspire some people. But I feel like now with the music, um, it just provides a lot more opportunity to inspire. And um, whether it be the younger generation, whether it be, you know, people in the industry that might see me and be like, damn, like we got this person coming behind me. Let me switch up what I'm doing. Or even if it's my contemporaries, right? Like competition is great in everything. So um yeah, that's how I feel. That's important, man. That's you hit the nail on the head for me. I, I definitely can relate to that a lot. Just realize the power of a platform, the power of, you know, any and, and anybody honestly could have a platform, but it's not for everybody to do, man. It's just like, you know, certain people who, 
you know, you have to recognize the the power that you hold, the power that one words hold, even how you tell. I tell people all the time I used to a lot of people call me like the I don't know, the grammar guardian, a grammar Nazi, different things like that, because when I would text people or just talk to people in general, whenever they made a mistake, oh, I'm correcting. I'm on it. Like it's to the point now where people talk to me and text me and they make a mistake. They correct themselves because they know yeah. I'm coming right back. But I tell people I do that one because. Yeah, I'm being facetious. I want to be funny, everything like that. I want you to be your best self when it's all said and done. But words are powerful. They. I, I went to school for communication, under um, concentration in journalism in undergrad. I got my master's in broadcast and digital journalism with an emphasis in sports communication. I was around so many different words, just so many ways to do it, whether you did radio, whether you did broadcasting right in front of the TV as an anchor, whether we were meteorologists for the day, whether we were producers and just making sure that what was coming up on the screen and the teleprompter sounded good and sounded right. Words are powerful, man. How you tailor them, how you organize them, I, I think it's a beautiful thing. There are just certain words out there like, when you put them together, when you just hear like an eloquent sentence, you're just like, wow, like it just, it does something different. But the same with verses, the same with choruses, everything like that. When you put all of that together, sometimes I'm hearing things like, one of the, one of the biggest things on my bucket list, like I, I tell my boy this all the time, I want to sit in the studio while somebody just makes a project, whether it be a, whether it be an EP, an album. I think that's beautiful because if I'm, if I'm getting to the point where I'm hearing this on my phone, I'm hearing this in my beats, I'm hearing this in the AirPods, on my car speaker, my speak my Bluetooth speaker at home, and I'm like this. Then I know being right across from that person, watching him go through the process, watching him. Nah, I can't do that. Watching him get the beat right, watching yo throw this here, do that there. Oh, I know that has to be crazy. I know that has to be beautiful. Yeah. Because even for me, like I used to not really be a fan of editing. I mean, I'm still not a fan of editing. I don't. If somebody out there is a fan of editing, please talk to me because yeah. I need to know how you got that motivation, that feeling. But I will do it. But something I thought about was, yo, I'm editing 30 minute long episodes, 40 minute long, hour long episodes. This is part of the process. This is beautiful. I can tailor this how I want. I can move certain things. I can cut out um, sides. It was, and then to hear the project finished and all the way through, you like, wow. Well, now I think about the process. I think about you know having to split this up or procrastinating a little bit and not really wanting to do it. Got it done anyway. So yeah, it really goes to show that the process is important. A platform is important. Words are important. All of that. You spoke about mantra. That's that's something that's big to me. One of my biggest mantras with the podcast is can't stop, won't stop till we all on top. That's really just one thing where I tell myself that no matter what happens, no matter what I do, no matter how many episodes I have to put out, no matter how long it takes for me to just reach. Because, you know, we were even talking about you asked me ultimately what my goal is for this. Yes, I definitely have goals with this, but I don't know where I want to take this ultimately, like what I want to do, where this could take me. I was even talking to my interview on my most recent episode 112 my ear and she was more so just like yo I, my my goals my my vision that i have is unfathomable i can't even put it into words that's really just how big i want to go and i tell people i told somebody the other some months back like and i started adopting this myself i said yo the sky's the limit for you he said bro the sky is just the floor we limitless and then ever since he kind of did that and, and said that to me it's all about how you flip it because you know you hear the sky's the limit you think okay well, I just got to keep shooting for the stars. Mm-hmm. Here, the sky is the floor. Think about how vast the sky is. You're like, wow. Well, you just put things into a totally different perspective. So I say all of that to say, is there a mantra that you live by? Is there something that as an artist you kind of have adopted, whether it be a slogan, a saying, something that kind of motivates you, something that when, you know, you may not be in your best creative space, writer's block, just frustration, everything like that, something that really kind of gets your gears going and keeps you locked in. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you going in depth on that topic. Uh I, I have two really that I that I uh, live by and kind of carry. One is, um, you know, rider is an acronym in itself. Realize your dreams, enhance reality. 
right? So it's a constant affirmation to myself. Um, you know, it's my name. I'm carrying that with me every single day. So obviously, when I introduce myself to somebody, they're not going to be like, oh, that must be an acronym. Or I'm not going to tell them that's an acronym. But knowing that I'm introducing myself with this powerful of a phrase that I stick to is something that's huge. It's a constant reminder to myself um, to, you know, continue to realize my dreams, realize, you know, becoming aware, right? But, you know, understanding that what's happening is really happening. And to be even where I am right now is a blessing. If I was to talk to you know, myself three years ago, who at that time, I thought I was doing something big. If I was to talk to that person now, that person would be like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I'm talking to you right now, you know? And so um, reminding myself constantly to just continue realizing what I, what it is that I'm doing and what I want to be doing. Um, my, my world's just going to be enhanced. My life is going to be the life that I want to live. Um, and one thing that I always hate when people say, and I'm going to get to the second one in a second, is one thing that I hate is when people are like, oh, they go on a vacation or they do something fun or they're having you know a good time, enjoying life, right? Doing what you're supposed to do in life. And then when they have to go back to their perceived reality, they're like, oh, back to reality. Like, I hate when people say that because that trip was your reality, right? It was a part of your reality. It might not be... A, you don't you might not spend a ton of time in that segment of your reality, but it's still there. And so I feel like people just place the fun and they place the the, you know, uh, mental health breaks and the vacation on this pedestal of, all right, well, I've got to be in reality. And then every now and then I'll get to go out of it. Nah, bring it all together. Just enjoy your life. Have fun. Right. And I think that um by living by that, it's encouraged me to really just not give a fuck and just know that I'm having fun, you know, and I'm happy and I'm enjoying life. Um, the second one is a Buddhist principle um, that pretty much talks about, you know, life is suffering, right? Like, and when you hear suffer, you think extreme, right? You think like, oh man, I'm going through this pain, this physical pain, and it's so unbearable and I'm suffering or, you know, I'm about to die and I'm suffering. No, that's not the case. Suffering is just anything that, you know, isn't necessarily exactly what you want it to be. And you're, you're struggling to get there. You're suffering. The, you're suffering the weight. And so at some point, like, we all have different obstacles. We all have different barriers. And even when we get to that I've arrived moment, as soon as we arrive, I, I made a joke the other day uh, with my publicist. I was talking to her. I was like, yeah, like, I'm just waiting for that I've arrived moment. She was like, well, what do you think, you know, I'm, I've arrived mean? And I'm like, well, yeah, you're probably right. Cause you know, I've arrived might be pulling up to Drake's party and I'm in there and I know people, but then as soon as I think I've arrived, Drake opens the door and I'm like, I haven't quite arrived yet. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, even when we get to that point, there's still going to be obstacles and everybody has them. So we're all suffering in different ways. And so, you know, life is just about making the most of that, understanding that and, you know, not feeling bad for yourself for going through something. Because um, if you if God came down and told everybody to throw their problems on the ground, right, somebody would steal yours quick because somebody always has it worse than you. So, um, yeah, understand that we're all suffering. We're all going through different things. And, uh, you know, it's up to us to make the most of our situation. That's a very interesting but needed perspective. You know, I, I, we talked about in previous episodes on here that, you know, just because your 
wealthy, rich. You've cured generational curses, different things. You've arrived in a sense. You're, you know, in a different, if you want to augment reality or if you want to go on vacation or do different things like that or live life on your own terms, you still go through things. Just because you get some money doesn't mean life just turns peachy. You know, just because you, you go on an island and, and, and live how you want to live, there's still problems associated with that. It may just be a different scale. It may be grander. What do they say? More money, more problems. You know, just because we look at these artists and they just having it, getting awards, entertainers just doing great things behind closed doors. Everybody, like you said, is suffering, going through some sort of different things because we also look on the back end of things. Oh, child support. Oh, he just had to pay so-and-so. Oh, he just got sued. Oh, he in the media for that. Oh, he plastered. So the, the, as you, as you just continue to rise and, and build that foundation and embrace yourself on a grander scale, your problems become grander. So it's not just to say that, you know, just because you're here, you've arrived, you, you've made it, this is it. People want to come to where you at. Doesn't mean that you're still not dealing with stuff. Doesn't mean that when that party's over, when that vacation is over, when that moment is over, that you still have things that you have to handle. Responsibilities will always be there as long as you're an adult. That's just that's just how life goes, you know. But it's all about how you handle it, what scale you're in, what what lifestyle you're living, you know, in a sense. But I don't I would hate for people to get that naive sense of, oh, just because I'm famous, just because people reading about me, I'm viral, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm getting paid to do this. I still have problems. I still go through things. I still have a family. I'm still a human being at the end of the day. Right from wrong. I still have emotions. I still go through everything. I tell people that all the time. You have to remember that even in the times we're living in right now, even with everything going on, even with you doing the damn thing, you still have to give yourself grace. You still have to recognize that you can't be perfect. We just made it through. I don't even know if if, if we made it through the pandemic. I don't know what we did. I don't. But these last two, three years have been different, unpredictable. Just while we woke up and I felt like there was a new headline, you know, every day and you just can't predict that and, and you really don't know. So in thinking about you and thinking about the brand and thinking about everything that you kind of have going on and, and what you're most looking forward to and most working forward to, what can the people expect? I know you kind of teased toward in the beginning. I know you even kind of told me you got some things coming up that you're very much excited for. So what can the people, you know, because there are going to be some people tapping into this interview for the first time hearing you. I have a lot of people in North Carolina, one just from ECU, but two just because I've been able to do two live events out in North Carolina and Charlotte mm-hmm. specifically. So the, the North Carolina community, those are like my biggest supporters, honestly. So what what can they expect from Ryder Van Gogh? What can they look forward to for somebody just even tapping into you after this interview? What's next? What can they, you know, what's on the radar? For sure. Um, again, I appreciate you building that up. Um, I mean, first and foremost, great music, um, great uh, communication. I mean, music, words in general is my love language, you know, so um, naturally the best way I can explain myself and give game or give perspective, right, um, is going to naturally be through words and music provides a beautiful platform for that to be done. So um more more pieces of game here and there you know um i've done a lot of things i've experienced a lot of things i've been you know to across i've traveled the world i've worked in several different industries i've had i've built my own businesses i've you know branded myself several times in several different industries like and i think a lot of that not keeping it as a you know making it seem like education but i feel like if you think about it we learn a lot from Jay-Z. We learn a lot from Drake. We learn a lot from these artists that get on the beat and have actually achieved something in their life. They're constantly dropping little nuggets. And, you know, whether or not, you know, anybody would consider me a star yet or somebody of influence of that magnitude, it's like, you know, at some point, 
there's going to be people that look for those nuggets, look for those little pieces of things that they can then apply to their lives within the music. So people can expect a lot of that. Um, as far as music right now, I mean, if you're just now tuning in, um, I've got one full length or one EP, um, full length EP, uh, three songs. Uh, I've got another dual sided single. Um, the EP is called Karma. The dual sided single is called Too Deep. Um, and then I've got several other singles out as well. So if you're listening to this before I drop any more work, um, that's definitely get acquainted there. Um, but I've got, ooh, I'm going to just go ahead and say it, man. My album is dropping 1111. Um, and that's called Seventh Heaven. Uh, that's going to be my first full length project. Um, between now and then, I've got a single dropping from the from that project called Right Wrongs, um, which is I'm pushing heavily right now. Um, so there'll be definitely some creative visuals that go along with that. And then the project in general is just the culmination of my whole entire life up until this point. Right. Every single thing I've learned, every relationship I've been in, every time I've gotten a little bit of money different experiences I have, different pieces of game that I want to give to, you know, uh, my younger brother, something that I might want my brothers to hear or my brother's friends, um, you know, because there's always somebody behind closed doors that is seeking guidance and game and advice, whether or not they want to be public about it. There's people that, you know, are, are feeling that way, just like people look at you, Tamar, and say, damn, like, they study you. They pay attention to you. They want to see what's different about this guy. What is he doing different in his life to make him be able to, you know, do over 100 episodes on the podcast? You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Like, what is he doing different? And they might not DM you directly and ask you, but they're thinking that in their mind. Um, and so that's uh, the project is filled with stuff like that. Um, I'm working on my own cologne as well. Um, which will most likely be dropping in spring of 2023. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but I, I got a lot of, I got a lot of shit going on, man. A lot of stuff. Love that, man. I, I love. I, I tell y'all, man. Look, as long as y'all keep staying tapped in with me, I'm gonna pull stuff out of people. Now, how much they want to give, and how much they want to disclose, that's up to them. But y'all cannot say that I don't ask the questions, that I don't try to get the gems out of people. So look, y'all found out about our album, y'all found out about Cologne, y'all found out about, you know, singles coming up full length. So I had a question for you about that. So when you say full length, what does that mean? Like, are there different, like, because you said full length EP, and then you said three songs, and you said full length album, and you said dual sided singles. So these are new terminologies for me. So can you kind of just, and I'm sure other people hearing it may be in the same way. And if this is kind of a foolish question, and excuse me, but I'm inquisitive. So I need to kind of know what does that mean for yeah. you? What does that mean for what you're about to drop and what you're about to um, debut? Yeah. So um, as far as um, a single is essentially just a loose track, right? Usually you'll lead a project with a single because um, either that's the hottest song on the on the on the album or it's going to garner a lot of attention. Maybe there's something controversial in the single these days. Maybe it's a TikTok dance that you want to you know develop to build traction. Um, or maybe it's just a catchy hook that gets people listening to you and starts anticipating your project. Um, a dual sided single is essentially two songs. So um, because you think back in the days when music was first produced, you've got, you know, your one side of your vinyl and then you've got the other side of your vinyl, you flip it over. And so now that we're not doing, you know, vinyls anymore, 
or people still do, but it's not like the primary source of listening. Um, you know, people will do an A side and a B side, right? And that is in reference to the vinyls and the the, the records. Um, so with a single, it's not an EP, but it's two songs and it's like a yin and a yang. So it's a dual sided single. They both tell two parts of the same story. Um, then the EP is typically anywhere from three to five songs. Um, and so why I said full length EP is because some people might think EP oh two songs or whatever. So to me, I three songs is not the max of five, but it's a it's an EP project classifies as it. Then the album, um, you know, typically with full length projects, you'll see anywhere from seven to nowadays like 20, 24 songs. Um, so I'm calling it an album just because of how much weight it holds to me. Um and my first full body of work. So that's uh that's what it is right there. Okay. Definitely gave me some some more insight on Jim. So I, I appreciate that for sure. And it definitely even made more sense now when I'm seeing so you say the A side and the B side. Well I know more so recently G Herbo actually just did that with his most recent album. He had the A side. Totally different vibe from the B side. Like so now it kind of makes sense almost like, you know, it's telling two different stories, but all one big culmination of a of a exactly. body of work. So speaking of that, kind of gearing towards that direction as well. I know everybody's creative process is different. I know everybody, you know, the trials, the tribulations, the pros, the cons, everything that comes with being an artist, an entrepreneur, with branding yourself so much, with just tailoring and being involved in so many different industries. At what point, you already said, it's coming 11-11. How did you come up with that? At what point did you realize, yo, between all the experiences, between this track, between that track, between what I've lived, what I've gone through, what is what has worked, what hasn't worked, how did you realize, okay, I'm good with this. I like this, the way this is sounding. I like the work that I put in. I think this is the set length. I think this is really good. And I think that date is perfect. Like how does, what was really going through your mind as you're kind of making these decisions? And obviously, you know, you have a team, you have people around you who are also adding input and things like that. But ultimately the artist, you're in, you're in the most creative control when it comes to your project, your body of work. So what was really that process like for you personally? Yeah. Um, another great question. Um, Really, you know, as I and I'll tie all this together, but as you study the the industry, um, you learn that a lot of times these artists don't have creative control of what they're doing, what they're putting out. They don't tell the the label when they're produ when they're dropping. Oh, I'm dropping on this day. Nah, you the label is gonna pick your drop based on who else is dropping around you. And, and what their schedule is like, because it's all about funding on their end. It's all about budgets. It's all about how can we get a return back? So one, you know, the reason why I want to be so hands-on right now is because I am an independent artist. Um, I have, and I possess a lot of the skill sets required to continue to grow my brand independently. And I think that the more I exercise that muscle in my mind of, making sure that everything is lined up how I want it to be lined up and making sure that I'm not missing any steps while it's me doing it before there's so many hands in the kitchen. Um, it allows me to really just um, build a very strong and, and good habit of being in control and um, thinking of ideas. It constantly makes sure that my mind is in the right place. Um, and you know, just to make it a little bit more spiritual, like I'm huge on 
uh, energy and numerology. And I've studied that for a really long time. Um, and so all of my projects come on significant dates. I drop too deep on two, 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 right? Which is the only time that human beings will ever live on that specific date and time in all of existence. Um, I dropped that there because it was connotative and it was special and it was powerful. Um, as far as um, the the Tate uh, Seventh Heaven, that's the name of the project. Uh, as far as that dropping on 11-11, um, I dropped my first single, uh, Purple Heart Poetry, um, that I was really, I, I rebranded myself to Ryder Van Gogh. And that was my first song um, under that name. And uh, that was on 11-11. Um, so exactly one year from my first single to this 11-11, I went from doing my first single to doing a few projects. And now it's my first full length project. So I've done all this in exactly a year. Um, also, I was born at 11-11 a.m., um, on April 7th, 1997, and I weighed seven pounds, 11 ounces. So to drop seven songs on 11-11, it's essentially representing my birth into this world and relating that to my birth into the music industry as Ryder Van Gogh. So it, it goes pretty deep, but um, everything has thought behind it. Um, and, I, and I always want to, I don't ever want to be an artist where I drop something and right away, you can look at it and be like, oh, I know exactly what he meant by that. Or I know exactly why he did that. You walk through an art gallery and what's so beautiful about, you know, Vincent Van Gogh and Pablo Picasso and uh, Salvador Dali and, and Monet and these artists is like everybody that looks at their work sees something different. Nobody sees the same thing. And so, um, yeah, I mean, trying my best to control the narrative and control the energy around me is is uh, powerful. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely tied that all together. And when you really, you know, you break it down like I that. I answered your question, man. I oh, for sure. That's, look, I, I'm good with that. I, You know, I, I learned something. And that's, you know, when you when you go back that deep. But that's why I asked that question, because everybody is so different. Everybody's album structure, everybody's creative control, everybody's input, everybody's thinking, all of that. And, you know, as you continue to rise that sale, whether you decide to stay independent, whether you go the labor route, anything like that, it's always important to, like you said, for as much as you can, this is you. You're coming up with this. You're in the studio. You're, you know, working the kinks out, ironing things out, throwing stuff away, writing stuff down, doing this, doing that, getting different beats, trying different things out. You have to control that narrative for as much as you can. And it makes the project feel that much more authentic when you do, not when you feel like, you know, there were just so many hands in the pot and you kind of had to step back for a little bit. And it just became a thing of, you know, you let people take over because we also see that too, where people, we know they have the talent. We know they can make it happen. But when you get around the wrong teams or you get around people who may not have your best interest in mind, but maybe thinking about companies, maybe thinking about money, maybe thinking about that higher agenda behind closed doors, it gets, it gets crazy when people aren't thinking from the spiritual perspective, when people aren't thinking from the numerological perspective, when people don't think that deep that, yo, to me, this is symbolic. I don't really care what you're saying right now, what you have going on, what y'all think is best for me as an artist, for what I have going on. This is what I want to do for my fans, for the people, you know, who support me day in and day out. This is what I want to do. So, I, But I also think that that comes with some tough territory as well. It comes with some decisions that you have to make and, and do things for you because the road less traveled sometimes it's, it's the hardest road. But Definitely. if it's one that you know, you can, can go for a long way and you can still end up at that goal, still end up with what you want to be doing. So no, when you break it down like that, when you put it into perspective like that, oh, 
I love that. I'm, I'm I, blown away about that. Now go ahead. Yeah, and um, and I wanted to kind of say uh, I went real deep into the the element of it all, but I figured now would be a great time to actually talk about the project, right? And what makes it different. Um, so one, I am extremely confident with the quality of music that I'm putting forth. I feel like a lot of times when artists are just getting going, um, it's all about how quickly can I become this artist, right? Like how, if I put a song out every day, if I follow Russ's strategy and I put out a song a week, right? I need to hit, right? If something's got to hit, if I keep doing this, it's going to happen. And for me, I'll take the more approach of, hey, like at the end of the day, good music and really anything good, if it's a good product, it's going to sell itself. And so as opposed to taking the route of just going with volume, boom, 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 boom. I wanted to make sure that I was investing in quality. And so I feel like that's a direct metaphor to life, right? Just because you have more of something, just because you have more friends, doesn't mean that you're living a better life, right? Because, you know, if you have small circle, you're surrounded by energy. It's the chance that you picked and choose those people around you and they all serve a purpose. Um, so I think that, you know, with this project, um, chose the seven best songs. I've been working on it for a year now. Um, some of the songs on here I wrote and recorded in December of last year, um, all the way up through now. I just finished the last song last week. So um, it covers essentially this whole time process. And so the quality is there. And as far as the title, man, um, in several different religious beliefs, um, seventh heaven is the highest level of heaven, right? Um, it's where God resides. Um, and essentially, aside from it being that significant religious space, whenever somebody is happy, right, whenever they're experiencing something, some really good times, and they're just in complete Zen state, a lot of times be like, oh, I'm in seventh heaven, right? I'm in the most blissful Zen-like arena that I can possibly be in right now. And so by me naming the project Seven Heaven, Seventh Heaven, it's a direct correlation to how I'm living my life right now and the way that I feel, right? I'm in seventh heaven right now. Um, and so um, I, I think that everybody can find a space, right, um, of that magnitude. But specifically, that's why I, that's the thought behind the project. Yeah. It's deep. I like it though, and I, I I love. That's why I love really picking artists' brains, whether it be visual artists, digital artists, entertainers, anything like that. Because the way that y'all, you know, not to say that everybody, nobody has the creative thinking, but the way that y'all go into it, even from your idols to who you look up to, to the motivations, to the mantra that you live by, to the aesthetic that you have, to just it all makes sense, bro. It all comes together, and so when you hear you break things down when you hear you really dive into it and why you did this and why you were thinking that the fact that you were you know you were working on this for over a year man that's you know that that says something in itself that's painstaking but that's also dedication it's just like you know you wanted things to really be on point it's not just something that you said okay look well if i'm gonna do this strategy i'm gonna just put out whatever no i don't i don't want to put out throwaways i want every song to be a banger if, if i can help it you know what i mean so it's just like you know what works for one person may not work for the next man the creative thinking process of one person may not because i asked i could bring another artist on here follow up the interview behind 
and y'all say two totally different things. Y'all, he's dropping this way because of this. He's he was working on this many songs. He's adding this many songs to the project because of this. Maybe he's not independent. Maybe he is. You know, it's just so many different options and an array of thinking and just a mindset that you can have that the variation of it is so beautiful. So to kind of we, we we got a lot of insight into you know you the project which we expect very excited for seventh heaven very excited for november in general one for that i celebrate my three-year anniversary in november november is just a great month in general but something i also want to talk about with you what do you feel like you you could work on? we're in the fourth quarter of the year now the year is basically over at this point it's about to be halloween thanksgiving will be following christmas will be here the ball will be dropping before we know it. so even if in, in even one of my more recent interviews they spoke about not waiting not what why why wait until you know the new year to have new goals and i thought that 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 was something that just blew me away because it was, it was actually naya so shout out to naya Mier. she was just like no i'm working on q1 2023 i'm working on that right now i'm getting up and i'm tackling things that i could be doing i'm tackling you know what i'm thinking about i'm, I'm getting these products and services ready so that way i can sit on things or i don't feel like i'm rushed or i don't feel like because january will be here before we know it valentine's day will be here before we know it march will be here before we know it next thing you know we halfway through the year spring break all of that then we back in summer Crazy. So for you, you know, what are you really working on? What what can people really expect what's happening to you now? What can even people who may have known you back then may have kind of grown up and continued to watch your sound mature, elevate everything like that? What are some things that you may be doing behind closed doors that others may not know per se? Yeah. Um I, I would say first and foremost, um consistency, right? Um and I would also say I'm not sure if you experienced this this problem, but getting rid of perfectionism, right? Like one of the biggest problems I have because I am so aesthetic based, like everything to me is art. Like the way that I set up my desk is art. The way I put clothes on is art. When I'm talking on a song, that's art to me. Um, and really everything, my woman, you know, the the people around me, it's all art. How does everything look? It's all about aesthetics to me. And so a lot of times, especially in music, I'll second guess myself, whether it be the content that I'm putting out, whether it be the message that I'm putting across, um, or, you know, even the conversations that I'm having, right? Like, I find myself overthinking and I want everything to be perfect. And so one thing that I've kind of tried to take a step in the right direction towards is just letting letting my guard down sometimes, like mentally, never, you know, always stand on point, obviously, but letting my mental guard down, like, hey, this might not be the perfect video right now, but the reality is, is you've got to put it out because you know, if you don't put it out, you're going to get paralysis by analysis. And for me, it just comes down to just doing it, waking up every day, producing content every day and just doing it. And so I think that is the biggest thing that people see more of for me is content. Um, and I'm going to do my best to maintain the highest quality as possible. Um, and I think also as well, just being more vocal about the journey and being more vocal about um, trying different things and everything that I've done that's brought me to this point and why it brought me here, right? Um, and really starting to paint a picture of who is Ryder Van Gogh as a person. You know what I'm saying? Not just as somebody that you see post on Instagram every now and then in a dope location with a with a well-written caption or, 
the person that dropped the song. It's like, nah, like who is Ryder Van Gogh? What does he believe in? Like, you know, what are his thoughts on certain things that are going on? What, how does he feel about the Kanye West interview with Nori? Like what's, what's in, what's in his mind. Um, and I feel like that's huge for an artist to develop. Um, and I think ultimately that'll allow me to get closer with people that I don't have direct contact with in my day-to-day life. So those are my two real priorities to close out the year and moving forward. I love that. Uh, and I'm, you're absolutely right. I definitely have that same mindset sometimes. It was just like, you know, I'm, I am my worst critic, but at the same time, I know how I want things. I know how I want things to sound, how I want things to look. I know that going to grad school and, and studying TV, sports, film, everything like that, I can't watch TV the same anymore. I can't watch. Yes, I still watch games for enjoyment and things like that, but I'm thinking about why did he move that camera like that? Why are they still focused on him? Why did that commercial come in like that? Why didn't they show that highlight again? Why is the screen black? Why didn't his name CG stay up longer so that we can get the title? Why? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm analyzing things from a totally different perspective. And it was just like, you know, also sometimes in that moment, you just got to let things go. You just got to make decisions and you just got to stand on it, whether it's something that, you know, because if we wait for perfection, we're going to be waiting forever. And then yeah. when you get to perfection, when you get to something that you feel like, yo, I chiseled this perfectly. I made it happen. Well, what happened? How do you how do you go from how do you upgrade that? You can't perfect twice. You know, you, you perfect that one time. That's really it. It's nothing else that needs to be. It's flawless in a sense. You know, so how do you continue to build on that? Where is the element of, you know, grind, of motivation, of surprise, of appreciation? Because when something is not 100 percent the way you want it, it's like, OK, well, let me tailor this energy towards the next thing. I know for me sometimes, like one of the first things I want to do when I feel like I've taken an L or lost motivation I want to grind harder. One of the first things I want to do, you know, when I feel like something has gotten good feedback or we hit 13,000 plays, or we hit 100 episodes, or we locked in the last live event of the year in December. Like, it's just like, yes, that excites me. I'm happy. I got to go harder. I got to go harder so that when I get to Charlotte in December, I'm coming correct because I I set a tone for the first event. I set a tone for the second event. What I'm going to do for the third event, I got to keep the, you know, I got to, but it's all things that I'm thinking about. One, because, you know, you have an audience, you have people who you don't know, they're resonating with you in so many different ways. I'm sure you've gotten so many different, you know, testimonials or just people reaching out to you or people who you probably didn't even know were playing your music, playing your projects. You're just like, damn, like, would have never even guessed, bro, because that's how I felt when you hit me. Like I said, it wasn't even a thing of, I don't even, it's not even a thing of like, I don't think people support me or I'm just naive or nothing like that. But to hear it from everyone or to hear it from different people or to hear it from you or to hear it from my, my man's cousin or to hear it from family friend or to hear from somebody who I met at an event last night it's just it's still just beautiful and it's still just all so surreal because you don't have to at the end of the day you made a conscious decision to click play on that episode to click play on that song to download that song to type his name and to scroll the page to click it to like it to share it you made conscious decisions to do all that so I'd be remiss you know if I didn't put my all towards everything but I can't stretch myself too thin to the point where I'm just like yo if if that don't line up the right way if he's if I say um too much can't drop yeah nah i can't do that because who knows me blocking that blessing could block me from an opportunity somebody could have resonated with that not even cared about them not even noticed because you ever have people like you ask for feedback or you ask for a critique they don't even notice the things that you noticed i'm just like so you didn't you hear that like you didn't see that you didn't even they like no like and that's what i'm saying like some people analyze things and that's how i know as like analysts as like I love that term that paralysis by analysis I think that sometimes we can really psych ourselves out and to somebody else it'll really go in one ear out the other or they totally focused on something they listening to it for this but I'm listening to it because of that 
because of that. I, I watch people watch games and they just like, yo, this is lit. Like, da da da, this crazy graphics, crazy fire. I'm just like, man, little do you know, behind closed doors, he'd be getting yelled at for doing something like that. Why did they do that? Or that looked a little, you know, so I, I definitely yeah, think that yeah. everybody's creative approach, everybody's creative understanding is so unique to them. And I think that that's what makes art art, because like you said, a lot of things are really art, whether we realize it, whether we take the time to really break it down or not. It's, it's really like that. The fact that two people can get on here and have a conversation and reflect on, you know, their experience, but also how that relates to their craft and what they do and how they move like that. That's artistical, man. But we in two totally different realms, but at the same yeah. time, they relate more than we realize so yeah. and at the end yeah not at, the, at the end of the day too bro it's like one thing as well like we forget you know it, it's best to operate on the creative plane right because you never want to be living your best life looking over your shoulder right because you're if you're constantly comparing yourself to someone else you know it, it's just like trying to get the perfect result if you're constantly comparing yourself to somebody else that maybe has been doing what you've been doing for a lot longer, or maybe they're just getting started. And you're like, damn, like I've been doing this for five years and this person just dropped their first song and it sounds way better than mine. Like what the hell is going on? Why am I doing this wrong? Or you're like, well, damn, how can, you know, ASAP or Drake or, you know, future, any of these artists just drop a song that you may not think is fire, but it still gets millions of streams. Right. It's because of what was done behind the scenes that got them there. Um, and, and I think also as well, when it comes down to the topic of seeking perfection, it's like, you know, by the time you say, because, again, perfection is all in the high, in the eyes of the beholder. Right. I could think something is a piece of shit and somebody else could be like, oh, man, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? And so it's the same thing as perfection. So if you're constantly chasing that one it's not going to get that same appreciation from the per the people that you're providing it to that it will from you because to you it's perfect, but to them, it's just another thing that somebody did, right? Obviously you have connoisseurs in different spaces that can recognize greatness, but other people can't, right? Um, and so I think at the end of the day, if you're constantly seeking that level of perfection, somebody is trying and failing and trying and failing and switching it up and then trying again and then failing again and then finally learning from that lesson. By the time you did your first, by the time you took your first step, that person's already all the way up to the top of the staircase because they said, fuck it, I'm not going to chase perfection. I'm just going to do every day. And so now you might have that one perfect project and you're finally on the staircase but that person has 15 projects and now they figured it out and they've got a whole catalog of 15 projects that documents their journey of when they first started to where they are now. So it's all about trying shit and failing and learning and just having confidence, right? And, and almost delusion to a certain extent. When you go in the studio, when you're editing your podcast, when you're leading these conversations, it's like, we should always in our mind feel like we're the greatest. And if we don't, then there's something wrong. Because how can somebody else think that you're great before you think that you're great? If I'm not posting content, but then I drop a project, how can I expect my homeboys or people that have heard my music once to share my project if I'm not even posting content, if I'm not even excited about it, if I'm not even making an effort to get it heard, how can I expect other people to show the love that I'm not even showing myself. It doesn't make sense. Man, 
I like that. Uh, it's but it's that's real though. It's just like you know that that perfect mantra, that perfect thing, all of that. It, it, it can go out the window real quick. You know, it, when somebody somebody can be very humbling of you, like you said, something that you feel like you really put your all and you put your foot in tireless nights long everything something that you feel like no can't nobody tell me nothing about this i know this like the back of my hand i couldn't even do this again if i tried somebody else it could just be some regular degler to them and no disrespect to you know the craft to the art or anything that's just their opinion and rightfully so they're they're entitled to it so yeah. i think that that's important just for the, just do man just as cliche as it is man nike knew what they was doing when they said just do it man it's just like you just have to to go worry about the rest later worry about you 15 projects up now you can look back on and say well damn look at that listen to that look at the evolution look at that but if you're trying to still perfect one well what do you do well the next one well that second project you're you gonna really have a run for your money if you felt like that was really the one well how do you one up the one now you and now you wait your whole life to drop this project and you 35 with with two kids and a wife and you still trying to rap about how you in the club with all these hoes and doing all this stuff it's like bro like get that out of your system while you can you know because every rapper you know it, even even the most lyricists the most the most lyrical rappers right they still had a time period where they were rapping about women and the 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 materialistic things right because it's catchy and it's easy to do but you want to get all that out of your system early so that when you get to that point in your career where it's like damn like i'm a grown man like i have millions of fans that listen to me and that are looking for something in this music, right? I gotta separate myself. And the only way I can separate myself is tapping real deep within and take more time with what I'm doing. But in order to have the luxury of taking your time, you have to have a foundation because without a foundation it's nothing. You know what I'm saying? And Socrates said, the beginning of knowledge is when somebody understands that they know nothing, right? Because the reality of it is I could drop three projects, but I don't know shit. You know what I'm saying? All I know is, is that I can write a rhyme, I can put it on a beat, and some people think it's catchy. But at the end of the day, there's levels to this shit that I haven't even thought of. You know what I'm saying? And there's levels to this shit that people who have been in the industry for years, people that have been making podcasts for years are just now figuring out. But I have to be confident in my current understanding and confident in what I can do now in the present. And ultimately, you'll just grow and learn from those things. And that's really what it's about, man. Growth and learning experiences. You need a little bit of everything. So before we um, before we wrap things up, before we tell people where they can tap in, would you tune in, would you download, the even pre-download, pre-save, anything, look out for the singles, the content, all of that. Do you feel like there's anything we have not touched on today, even any last words that you may want to leave for viewers out there, for up-and-coming artists, for independent artists, for people just in the music industry, for anybody who, we get a host of people who tap into this, business owners, nine-to-fivers, entrepreneurs, we get a little bit of everything. So I feel like, you know, sometimes a, a message can resonate with everybody and it can be something that's so, you know, just to you. So do you feel like there's anything out there that, you know, that you just want to leave the people something that, you know, they even something that they should remember you by. If they can't remember you by this, if they can't remember you by anything you dropped today, because you didn't drop some gems, you didn't taught me some things, you didn't drop, you don't put a different perspective in my head though, but you, you definitely opened my mind to just, you know, I feel like I've, I've learned a lot with this podcast. I learned a lot from the business owners, the entrepreneurs, the creatives, but to, to always sit down and just be able to pick people's brain and really just think about how they think, how they got here. 
how they still are excelling and, and propelling themselves into the field, but they're still not done. It's just so exciting for me. So yeah, what's any last things you want to leave us with? For sure. Um, if I wanted somebody to remember me for, for something or, or a statement or one monologue, it would essentially be to do what it is that you would do for free. Find time to do that. What is that thing? Everybody has that one thing when you close your eyes and you're like, I'd rather be doing this. Or if somebody came to you or you won the lottery and you didn't have to work another day in your life, what would you gravitate towards? And, you know, for me, it was always music. I was in kindergarten. I was, you know, people that went to my elementary school, probably a few people will see this. They can vouch. I was rapping. I was writing my own raps, performing at talent shows when I was six years old. You know, I was in the car listening to Lil Wayne, Petey Pablo, Jay-Z, Tupac, Biggie, KRS-One, like all these artists when I was like seven years old. And what's funny about that is my dad, um, you know, I was I was kind of a bad kid, you know what I'm saying? But I was good, though. I was always the the student that everybody liked and all the teachers loved. But at the end of the day, like I, they would have to call me to the side every now and then and be like, yo, chill out. And so my dad was the only time I was ever able to say cuss words was when I knew the lyrics to a song. So I started memorizing songs because I, you know, back in the day, it's cool to cuss, you know? And so I would learn every one of those song lyrics and I would rap them, you know, in the car and I would just get in the habit of memorization and, um, you know, really studying the game. And uh, I say all that to say now, man, like, stick to that thing, stick to that talent. God blessed us all with a unique skill set. Um, and instead of constantly looking at what the next man or the next woman is doing, look at yourself, right? And, and think to yourself, at some point, God has showed you what your talents are. You might not have realized it. But again, when you close your eyes and think about what you will be doing, that's what you should do and invest time doing that. Um, chase your dreams, man. Don't let anybody knock you off your path. And if you you want to listen to some great music, some music from somebody that has actually tried and has actually failed and has learned lessons in several different facets of life, make sure you go over to Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere where you can consume content and check out Ryder Van Gogh. And that's spelled R-Y-D-E-R. V-A-N-G-O-G-H. My first album, Seventh Heaven, is dropping on November 11th. Um, and between now and then, Right Wrongs is dropping October 28th. So stay tuned and uh, don't miss the wave, man. I'm telling you, because it's going to end up being a tsunami and I hate for you to get wiped out. Look, man, if, if, if something that he said today has not resonated with you, has not spoken to you, has not made you raise an eyebrow or made you want to learn more i suggest you rewind and really listen because you know like i said this was this was fate all aligned and really was supposed to happen the way it did and like i said i can't thank cam enough just for everything that you know he came on here and did for the podcast and the platform but just for everything that he was doing creatively and just the motivation because like you said everybody doesn't speak on everything everybody doesn't speak on the impact that everybody's having in their lives but it's happening. It's out there. People are watching. I posted the messages that you sent me and I posted them anonymously. People don't know. So even if you now listen to this, you'll know that. Yes, I posted that from my personal page because, you know, it spoke to me one personally, but it also goes to show that, you know, a lot of times 
we wake up, we, we lose motivation. We wake up, things may not have hit the way we wanted it to. We, we dropped a new piece and maybe it didn't get the, the feedback or the clientele or everything that we wanted. We, we, you know, we put out a new episode and maybe the plays didn't run up the way we expected it to. But we, we thought that the episode has so much value. So it's just like, why not? But it's just like, you know, the right people at the right times will always find the right way to show the right love. And I feel like, you know, it may not look the same for you, for me, for Ryder, for Quan, for Cam. Like, you know, it's different for everybody. But you don't let that knock you off your horse. You don't let that take your steadfast attitude and mindset away from your goal and your craft. Like he said, you got something, just do it. Hone in on that. We all have a specific set of skills for a reason. Maybe you haven't tapped into it yet. That's okay. But sometimes what I tell people, sometimes it's as simple as just realizing what do you like to do? What are your hobbies? When you bored, what is, the, what is one of the first things that you do or when you pick up? Or what if you found yourself having a fond interest in or something that really stands out to you? Or something that you just have fun with. Because sometimes the interest is just something fun. Like I have fun with this talking to people getting on here with, you know, staying after work. To where people tell me all the time, like, yo, you're crazy. Like, why are you, you just work eight to five. You're about to stay and record. Yeah, because work may not have been the most fun, but this recording is fun. So I'm about to have some fun with this. I'm about to, you know, take out all that nine hours or that. With all the people who piss me off or says crazy stuff. We about to have fun on this interview because I, I locked in totally different. So whatever that looks like for you, man, just woman, whatever, just make it happen. Just do it. It's, it's definitely easier said than done. But at the end of the day, you have to do something. You can't just, you know, say that you're not you're not happy with where you are. You, you want to do more. You want more for yourself, but you're not taking active strides to make that happen. It's not always, you know, but it's not always going to be a thing of that you take a stride, you, you immerse yourself and it just goes the way you want. Nah, that would be too easy. Life would be boring at that point. It would be predictable. You would know that everything you did Everything that you put your foot in the water with, you good. You're going to come out swimming. No, sometimes you got to falter a little bit. You got you to gotta start drowning a little bit. You got to go through that just to realize that, you know, oh, maybe I bit off a little bit more than I could chew. Maybe I didn't, though. Maybe I'm just, you know, you can't let that first setback or that first L or that first tribulation take you away from the game completely. Otherwise, Ryder wouldn't be here right now. Ryder wouldn't have been in the studio for over a year working on projects that y'all about to hear next month. So it just goes to show, man, how bad do you really want it? How bad do you, you know... Speak all the time about what we're living in, what we're going through, everything like that. But we're all going through this world. We all have problems. Everybody's scale is just a little bit different because, like he said too, if we all had to throw our problems down, or if we all had to put them in one big bubble, a speech bubble above our heads, or something like that, people would be swapping real quick. People would be taking things out because it's, oh, they only going through. Oh, hold on, let me. You know, we could swap out. You'll, you'll become real grateful and real humble real quick, man. So. Just, just think about that. Think about that different perspective. So, Ryder, for everybody you know who's about to be tapping there, who heard the app, who heard the Spotify, can you just tell us the best places to reach you, to find you, um, where people can tap in? Uh, obviously, we know, you know, 7th Heaven is coming 11-11. You can't forget that, man. The dates and the, the numerology behind it is crazy. But are there any other, you know, platforms or any other places that people can tap in with you to really find out more and really stay tuned in? Yeah. Um, stay tuned. I mean, everything is Ryder Van Gogh. I, I think I'm the only Ryder Van Gogh in the world, which is awesome. It's rare that we have that, but um, the one and only R Y D E R V A N G O G H on Instagram, everything. Um, I'm getting more involved on Twitter, um, kind of showing a little bit more of the comedic side as well as, um, you know, talking about certain things that are going on. Um, in the past, I've refrained from that. So, on every social platform, you can expect something a little bit different from me, but it's all consistent. It's all Ryder Van Gogh, and that'll never change. 
right now. Stay true to self. I love that. So, bro, I, like I said, I can't thank you enough for one, just reaching out, the motivations, the love you've shown, even tapping me in today and teaching me some things. And, and, and like I said, I didn't realize how way back this went, but this goes some 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 episodes, some even some months, some time back. So big shout out to Cam, like I said, for everything he did and for everybody, you know, who continues to help me show love to the platform in any and every capacity. It never goes unnoticed. It never goes unappreciated. It's, that's why, you know, I go so hard. That's why we got some promo coming for the event. That's why we got Where Are They Now Series 5 coming. That's why we guys be celebrating three years soon. Man, I got so much planned and so much locked in. Just stick with me. So to everybody out there, man, to Ryder, I appreciate y'all. Much love. This has been another episode of the Down to Business Podcast. Here with Tamar Turner.